This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Rays Radio. He throws. Swing a ground ball to first base. Nate Lowe's got it. Runs to the bag. The remarkable Rays of 2019 are going to the postseason. Welcome to This Week in Rays Baseball, Winter Meetings Edition. Swing and a drive to right field and deep. Back at it is Loreano to the wall. And what a way to start a game. Yandy Diaz goes oppo and he gets the Rays a 1-0 lead right out of the gate. Coming up. We bring you the latest from the hot stove and discuss today's news and notes from the winter meetings. Another Morton payoff is strike three called a fastball at the bottom of the zone the judge disagrees with. And more with an enormous strikeout two away. Now here's your host, Neil Solons. Everybody, welcome to our second full day at the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego. To this point, no really big raise news, but there are some notes that Tommy Famdiel is official. We don't have to worry anymore about whether he's going to pass his physical or not or what San Diego was saying versus what the Rays were saying. The deal is done. So what had been reported first on Friday is now formal uh, from both sides. Um, so we can move forward in that regard. There's certainly a lot of rumors about the Rays adding offense, um, and it's certainly something we're going to discuss on the program today and those needs. Um, and Scott Boris uh, did his state of the state, um, as he is apt to do. And certainly much of it was focused on Garrett Cole with Steven Strasburg coming off the board yesterday. But he also mentioned in his state of the state about the Rays that they could use another veteran starting pitcher. I wonder if he has a client that he is lobbying for uh, or if he sincerely feels that. There's certainly a lot of bluster in what Scott Boris says, but he's certainly trying to do his job for his clients. And he can't argue with the numbers. He's certainly getting the numbers he wants. Speaking of numbers, uh, there were a couple of players um, that have actually chosen where they want to go. And probably the most notable in terms of a race perspective is Didi Gregorius. Longtime shortstop for the Yankees is reunited now with Joe Girardi with the Philadelphia Phillies. So he's out of the American League East. We'll see what the Yankees now do to counter. I think the expectation was he was not going to return. There was no qualifying offer attached to him, but he accepted just a one-year deal because I think with him coming off Tommy John surgery, he wants to rebuild his value. Um, the other players that have moved, Kevin Gosman, uh, of course, used to be in the American League East. He just signed a one-year deal with the Giants, and the Giants also got Zach Cozart in a, a deal uh, with the Angels uh, that involved uh, cash and picks and the like. But those are really the, the key notes. On the program today, um, we're going to touch on some things with Kevin Cash, including the prospect of perhaps going to five conventional starters, the loss of Tommy Pham, what it means, and we're also going to have a sit-down with the principal owner of the Rays, that being Stuart Sternberg, and we'll discuss a number of topics from a baseball side of things, including his perspective on the offseason and maybe his thoughts on what the team needs to add or what it can add to get at least back to where it was a year ago, and that is to the postseason, and then who knows where you go from there. Hey, a world of Christmas wonder awaits. Enchant Christmas St. Petersburg is still running its Tribicana Field until 
the 29th of this month. And tickets are on sale now. Experience the world's largest Christmas light maze and market, a magical ice skating trail, and a whole lot more. If you haven't seen it, you need to. Go to racebaseball.com slash enchant. Neil Solon's with you in San Diego. Coming up, Kevin Cash, manager of the race. We'll get his take on the Tommy Pham deal and uh, how his offseason is going. That and a whole lot more as we continue from San Diego. You are listening to 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you again from the Manchester Grand Hyatt in San Diego for our winter meetings edition of This Week in Race Baseball. We remind you that race baseball begins in Spring training. See the exciting new additions and your favorite players up close with Spring Training Baseball. Spring season tickets give you the best seats, access to special events, and an exclusive gift. Go to racebaseball.com slash spring to learn more. Well, who knows what players will be added between now and then to the Rays roster. Obviously, Kevin Cash and his coaching staff will uh, certainly welcome additions on the offensive side. I had a chance to sit down with Kevin and asked him first just about his offseason and decompressing after uh, obviously a terrific run into the postseason well good to see you too and you know walking into this building uh it's funny five years ago i walked in here about a day or two days after i had uh, been fortunate enough to be hired by the rays and there aren't many things that i remember about this hotel uh it was a whirlwind for me feel like i'm a little bit more settled now um uh, you know and i think the winter meetings it's a special time because baseball goes a little bit quiet uh during the winter but this is a time to revisit a lot of stuff from the season past and what we got uh to look forward to going forward and certainly there is a lot to look forward to you look tan and well rested have you gotten some some good quality time um away from the game before you really get kind of recharged and going for this coming season yeah it's been a good off season i mean look we we, we had a good team and we, we had a lot of fun we came up short uh but we got a taste of it and it was a good taste and something that we're itching to get back into port charlotte with and and then headed into tropicana but uh the off season has been good so far and uh i'm sure this winter meetings will lay some groundwork for some more excitement you obviously got a lot of attention this year because the team did so well and i know you don't look for it but did it mean something to be the finalist again for for manager of the year to you in the American League. Certainly, it's it's an honor anytime that you receive uh, that you know that that recognition uh, and to be in the group that I've been with 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 whether it was you know Rocco uh, who I know really well and Aaron Boone and respect so much and then the year before the same thing. Um, so I, it's an honor. I, I think it's very much a, a players award because you, you got to have players to get you there and I was lucky that I got to see the you know have the best seat in the house watching some really good players play every night I thought the cool thing about the award show is you you did it from your JD's game yeah. um, so what's harder for you as a dad trying to watch him play and and seeing him either do really well or or, or struggle or the big moment of a, a game where you want your team to do well. What's what's the difference between being a dad and then being, you know, almost not a father figure, but wanting wanting your players to do well? Yeah, I mean, JD's still young. He's six, so I didn't get too amped up in those games. I'll go with uh, the Rays, but I really enjoy going and watching him play. Uh, it was pretty cool that with the little league team that he played for they shut down all the the games during our postseason run. So. When our season ended, there were a lot of makeup games. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, every night, every other night there was a game. But I got sick of watching Little League Baseball after a while, but I sure enjoyed watching him play. Well, let's hope he has a lot of games postponed next year, too. Uh, and as we look to next year, we haven't talked to you since some of the moves have been made. And let's, first and foremost, the Tommy Pham trade. I know how valuable he was last year. How difficult is it going to be to replace him as a group? And what are you going to miss most about him? 
Well, t- Tommy's presence in our lineup, uh, that probably won't be replaced right out of the gate. Veteran player, knew what he was doing with a bat in his hand. I mean, you know, you, you hear some of the comments. Or certainly when we acquired him, things started to turn for us uh, as an offensive group. Tommy was a huge part of that. Uh, I certainly are, we're thrilled with who we got back. And I, I think what you've got to look at is where, where we have – you know, one and two year players are making that jump to now two and three year players, and they're going to continue to improve. And hopefully, some of Tommy's leadership last year, they soak that in and can put that to use. Does Willie Adamas become one of those players to you? And if so, why? I think Willie, uh, Willie really turned it on the last six weeks of the season. And then in the postseason, we always heard and talked about the, the bright lights Willie likes to show up. Uh, we certainly saw that. And I think Willie, he, his, confidence level probably doubled over a six-week period of time recognizing that he can play with the big boys he can play do it in the east against the best competition in the biggest brightest lights whether it was against the a's or the astros whoever it was he did that that's going to be great for a really young special player and he's a little bit older but mike sonino had a very tough year and look travis darno got a great opportunity in atlanta we wish him a lot of success this year, he doesn't have to worry about learning the pitching staff because he knows the pitching staff. Do you think that can help him on the offensive end and make him feel more comfortable in his second year? I think there's a chance. And, look, we're, we're, there's no doubt we're betting on a, a bounce-back year offensively from Z, but he did some special things with our pitchers. When you look at our overall pitching staff and all the success they had is, you know, you give credit to the pitchers, give credit to Kyle Snyder and Stan Borowski, but our catchers have to play a role in that. They're communicating daily in-game with those guys, and Z was right in the thick of all that. And and the way he handled himself uh, when once we acquired Travis was pretty impressive and pretty telling about the person that we have leading our group. Certainly. And he wasn't the only one who had a down year. I think that's the neat thing about a 96-win team. You look offensively. Yanni Diaz had a, was really good when he was healthy but played a half season. Brandon Lau had a half season. Joey Wendell, D-Rob, they all had tough seasons for them. You've got a lot of guys who are good bounce-back candidates for next year. Without a doubt. I mean, look, when we left, broke out of spring training, we thought that there was a chance, you know, well, we were wondering how are we going to make this work because we had so many players that we wanted to get at bats to. Injury bugs got got us a little bit, whereas every team deals with them. Uh, but we, I don't think we ever saw the full potential of what, you know, a full, se- a full month of health full two months of health could really do for our offense. As we chat with Kevin Cash on our winter meeting show on this week in race baseball, what do you want to see added between now and February? What would be your ideal wish list is, you know, you passed your birthday, happy birthday belated. And uh, also uh, as we get to the holidays, uh, you know, well, thank you for the, for the birthday wish. I, I think the, 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 I'm always going to say pitching. I think for us to win and compete in a really tough division in the American League, we got to pitch. And we we set the bar really high for our pitching. Add to that group. I uh, certainly feel like, you know, our offense is going to continue to make major progress with how young we are. But the more pitching we can get, the better we're going to be. How does Hunter Renfro figure into it? I think Hunter Renfro, he does, you know, special things with the bat. Obviously, we saw the power. He's got, you know, the potential of having – uh, 40, 50, you know, he was on pace for 40, 50 home runs, whatever it was. Uh, and then obviously the foot injury came up and about. But, look, he's a guy that's proven home run hitter. Uh, we'll all take home run hitters in this day and age. You mentioned pitching and adding pitching. What kind of pitching, if there is to be pitching added, would you like to see? Look, we, we did such a good job at the deadline. Nick Anderson, you could make the argument, was the MVP after the deadline. Um, 
our starters, you know, if they're healthy, we got a really special group. But we learned last year it's tough to keep those guys, you know, all healthy, firing on all cylinders at one time. So it'll be really good, really, really good if we can add to a, what we consider a really good bullpen and continue to, to find ways to balance out our starting group and make sure we have plenty of depth. And you're probably going to get asked this, and it would be great if those five guys, Morton and Snell and Glass now and Yarbrough and Chirinos were all healthy, would you consider having them all start if they were if you had those five or or do you think that the way you used Ryan and Yanni as an opener makes sense under the right circumstances still? Yeah, look, I, I think that's a very fair conversation and I, our topic, and we're going to have that conversation. You could make the argument that Yanni and Yarbs both have done really special things uh, and, and, and maybe could help us as starters. Maybe they, they stay in the roles where we go back and forth with them. They're talented pitchers, and you know we talk about all these unique things that we do. We don't do these things if we didn't have good pitchers, and those two are right at the top of the list and as we sit at the winter meetings how active are you in the conversations in that war room so to speak and and what is that like for you these couple days yeah you know what I, I I'm probably not that active I like to be in there and I like to learn and hear but we got a lot of really smart guys that are making decisions it's probably best for me to sit back shut my mouth and enjoy how hard everybody's working to put the best team on the field well, enjoy what they're doing enjoy I know you get to see a lot of uh, former colleagues that are now managers too here at the the next couple days and enjoy the family time before we really crank things up for next year all right neil thank you very much and that is kevin cash some interesting stuff i think probably at the end the trust he has in the front office for one and two the fact that he will consider the idea of using five starters although um i think the caveat is whatever gives the team the best chance to win is always what kevin has been about and i think he's going to do that this year if it helps him win more games yes uh if not He's understanding that they have to adjust, and it's certainly what he did last year and has done the last several years, and it's what made him a finalist for Manager of the Year the last two years. Hey, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the Rays fan in your life, you can purchase at a Rays gift card this holiday season. Gift cards can be redeemed for tickets, merchandise, or food purchases, offering the ultimate convenience. Go to RaysBaseball.com to purchase yours today. Well, coming up on our winter meetings edition of This Week at Race Baseball, the principal owner of the race, Stuart Sternberg, is here. Um, he's going to chat with the media in a little bit. Uh, we focused more on the baseball side. We did touch a little bit on uh, what happened last week regarding uh, the stadium in St. Petersburg, and we'll probably do that with President Matt Silverman tomorrow. But Stuart Sternberg, principal owner of the race, coming up on uh, the Tommy Fam trade and a whole lot more. We'll be back right after this on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Welcome back. This is the Winter Meetings edition of This Week in Rays Baseball. Neil Solon's with you from San Diego. And if you're looking for the perfect gift for the Rays fan in your life, you can purchase a gift card this holiday season. Gift cards can be redeemed for tickets, merchandise, or food purchases, offering the ultimate convenience. Go to RaysBaseball.com and purchase yours today. Boy, a lot has changed in a year. Uh, last year at the Winter Meetings, the Rays made headlines with the announcement that they didn't have enough time to uh, be able to come to agreement on the Ybor City project. Um, and that's among the things that I touched on with uh, in our sit-down uh, just moments ago with race principal owner Stuart Sternberg. Yes, yeah, uh, it was just a year ago with the meetings. Um, escapes me right now where they were. <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we had made the announcement that our time had run out uh, with looking in uh, Hillsborough and Tampa for a stadium. And, it, you know, we'd fallen short. But we've spent, uh, we spent the year we, got, we dusted ourselves off. We got off the canvas a little bit. And we got back at it in January of last year, and you know we came up with a plan and announcement this past June. And and then since then, obviously the 
the Montreal uh, St. Pete obviously has has not been able to happen for before 2028. Um, but you guys are still focused on that going forward, and then and then for this year, focused on the baseball. Exactly. Yes. Uh, extremely. It, uh, that that is our our single focus as far as the future of the Rays is concerned. Uh, as I had said in June, and we we believe even more so this day how how much of a great idea it is for the Tampa Bay region, uh, for baseball, and for the Rays organization as well. Um, you know what uh, we made the announcement. People have warmed to it every time we've been able to, for the most part, have one-on-ones or small groups of people and explain to them, business people and political leaders, uh, that why we think it's a great idea for Tampa Bay. Uh, they get it, and, you know, we, again, the proof will be in the pudding when we're, as we start to explore this in earnest with Montreal uh, and in Tampa Bay, that I do think people will be really excited about it. In the meantime, you've obviously got a product to focus on, a product that has been very successful, 90 wins, Last year, 96 wins this year in the postseason. So what are the challenges in trying to better that for 2020? Yeah, and any time you come into a, a baseball season or you finish a season, you've won 90 games, it's been a successful season. 96 games, it's been an incredibly successful season. Even if you – you can never be – I would never be, and I can't imagine team disappointed that they won 96 games, and we're not, right? So uh, we don't – and we make sure not to fall into the trap – of just saying, all right, if we run out the same guys the year after, uh, that you know we can count on 96 wins, and then you start to get, you start to do the what ifs. Well, uh, Willie will be a little older, and and we won't have as many injuries, and so we could win 102 games, right? But as we saw, you know, uh, point taken like with the Red Sox, World Series champions, and then won 80 something games. So there's the ability very easily to bring back your same cast of characters, the same players as talented as they might be, and you can fall off 10, 20 wins plus. And we do everything we can in the offseason to make sure that's not going to happen next year and is also going to position us for success in the years going forward. That said, is it hard sometimes to make some of the deals? Um, and was Tommy moving Tommy Pham difficult at all? Very difficult. I mean, Tommy has been uh, obviously middle-of-the-order bat, uh, you know, a, a unique sort of uh, a presence. You know, when he works at bats, is. uh and he was just—he was a, a difficult guy to lose. Chris Archer was a difficult guy to lose. Longo was certainly nobody more difficult than, than Longo. Uh, you know, Liz, Gar, Matt Garza was different. Zobi was different. This is—you know—some some guys eventually go just because they get older. But uh, people understand who we are and what we need to do. It's not what we want to necessarily do, but what we need to do to keep regenerating this team and making ourselves better—not just for the future, but what we feel for the year upcoming as well. Defensively, or at least from the run prevention side, a lot, at least right now, here in uh, December, the second week of December, is intact from a year ago. Do you expect that you might have to move some pitching to get the hitting or improve the offense because you did lose some players? Yeah, we don't expect the pitching. But first and foremost, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, third, things that we do are, are run prevention, as you call it. And that's not only pitching, but it's defense. And it's not only defense, but it's uh, it's catcher's ability to, to call a game and to handle a pitch. Uh, it's, it's positioning of the, uh, of the fielders in the right spot. It's pitching around guy. It's everything that has to be done to prevent runs. And if we were able to give up 50 runs an entire year, if we scored 90, that would be great, right? We'd win a lot of ball games. So uh, we know that we're challenged on offense. It's just a fact of life. We had been. And our, if our goal, quite frankly, is to, if we can finish middle of the pack somewhere on offense, give or take, 
but continue to improve our run prevention, which is why moving pitching is almost always not an option for us. When we moved Chris, Chris Archer, you know, we got back a pitcher who in Glasnow who, you know, we thought could be very additive to us. We traded David Price. We had Drew Smiley in, who had a tremendous couple of months, and, you know, was fine for us after that. So uh, we don't let the opportunity go by to add some pitching, draft some pitching, which we've had. But it is about run prevention, and I, and I'm, I feel very good that we're going to put a, fee, a team on the field next year that's going to be as good as we've ever had in preventing runs. And on the offensive side, do you feel like you're going to try and now add a couple of bats? And does can the FAM move be helpful in that free agents um, on the types of deals that you're looking for may say, okay, there's at-bats for me, there's opportunity, and there's a team that has a chance to win? That's a great – those are both great points. You're absolutely right. You know, you, you go to uh, – yes, if you're trying to sign a star who's clearly – a guy who's going to get a play 150 plus games like a Tommy Pham or you know Rendon, whoever they happen to be, uh, you know you don't have to make that pitch to them. Uh, but look, in fairness, Pham was not a full time outfielder even with the Cardinals when we got him. So um, it, it, it it is an easier pitch to make, and in the in the pond that we fish in, so to speak, that can make a difference. If you're trying to bring in somebody who's going to be at best a fourth outfielder. But they look at it and they think they could compete and, and hit their way through and, and catch the ball their way through, then it, it does get less difficult. I won't say easier to attract, but a little bit less difficult. And there's no question that we have to focus on getting some, some hitting in the, in the building. We've lost, uh, you know, by losing Tommy, who was a big part of it. But we also think that, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of moves to be made yet. Maybe it won't be that one guy. We've also lost Garcia, Avi Garcia. He's still out there as well. Uh, so, you know, guys who are, are, you know, who can be a big part of our success next year. You have to really almost be really good in terms of measuring who's the right fit in that regard, too. Yeah, lefty, righty. A lot of time, we, it, it, the hardest thing to try to get is a, is a hitter who can hit right-handed pitching and hit left-handed pitching and do it equally well. You know, generally you have guys who are much better at one side of the plate or the others, and the guys who can hit both sides well enough are at a real premium, and they're, I don't say few and far between, but they're not, they're not readily available. And a number of teams are looking for those guys. So it'll be very difficult, if not impossible, to find that. However, what we can do is to try to mix and match, as we do over the years, lefties, righties, positional flexibility that we have. Uh, you know, we've seen Daniel Robertson play around, uh, around the field. You've seen uh, Joey Wendell play around the field. But, uh, you know, with that in mind, to try to get as many runs as we can. But, again, coming back to it, run prevention is what it's all about for us. Kevin Cash said he trusts the front office that they'll be able to figure out how much, when do you get involved in terms of moves and trades, or do you let them kind of take it to the finish line and then have the conversations, or is it you're constantly engaged with Eric, with, with James, et cetera? Yeah, we're, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a consistent engagement, you know, when it's with Matt and, and Eric, especially in Pete Bendix and James. Um, you know, j- just to get a read on things, not the nitty gritty, but they'll, we'll have questions about it. I know that our guys and, and uh, are doing the work b- behind the scenes, and it's not necessarily done by Eric and not done by the guys who are, you know, I just mentioned, but the people who are working for them. They give these guys a lot of leeway, men and women, a lot of leeway, you know, to, to really explore areas of players' uh, strengths that might fit for us. And, you know, there, we, we say no to 50 things before we say yes to one, but we, but we do look as many things over as we can. I said to somebody today, they asked, you know, who are you looking at, what players? I said, look, the good rule of thumb is if they're making less than $10 million, you know, we're going to be on them. 
doesn't mean we're going to be able to sign them. It doesn't mean that, that uh, we're going to want to sign them. We might want to give a guy three who's going to get nine. We might, uh, you know, but, but we can play, we can fish in that pond. Uh, last year we were fortunate that, you know, we had Charlie Morton. It was a big step out for us, you know, $15 million a year. Um, you know, we were close on a couple of other players who were in the, in the teens. We will do that, uh, but, uh, again, it, you know, it's, uh, we, we tend to stay away from and, and we're forced to stay away from the biggest of the big contracts. Uh, but, yeah, I will get involved uh, along the way, but it's not like I had any great insight at this point other than, you know, what our comfort level is, how we're, you know, I'll ask some questions of, um, you know, how maybe clubhouse-wise, what does this mean for our future, how many years do we expect the guy to be with us, things like that. Well, I know you've got to get back to that in preparation for 2020. We appreciate some time on This Week in Race Baseball. Thank you very much. It's great to have you here at the winter meetings. I know we've, and I'll tell everybody, we've got probably five dozen people here right now, uh, you know, 60, 70 people doing everything from human resources to, to groundskeeping to media and then also trying to you know, get hold of some players if we can, uh, you know, for the team's up- upcoming season. So thank you, Neil. There is a lot that goes on other than just the baseball, but the baseball is certainly the focus of that very large group that the Rays have, and we certainly appreciate the time of both Stuart Sternberg and Kevin Cash on our latest Winter Meetings edition of This Week in Rays Baseball. Of course, if there is further news today, tonight, tomorrow, before our show, we'll have it on our blog, raysradio.mlblogs.com, and also you can check it out on uh, and follow me on Twitter, at Neil Solons. You're certainly welcome to do that. Um, and we do have a blog up about the idea if the Rays went to a, a, a standard rotation. So that's up there right now, and you can check out that for your reading pleasure. I want to thank Jay Retcher for helping out and making uh, things easier for your listening pleasure today, and also the assistance uh, from Chris Miller and Steve Carney. On tomorrow's program, Eric Neander and a whole lot more. Come join us. Neil Solon saying thanks for being with us on 95.3 WDAE and AM620. Thank you for joining us for This Week in Rays Baseball, Winter Meetings Edition. Swing and a drive to right field. Back at a judge to the wall. Race win! Race win! Race win! G. Montoy wants it off here in the 12th. Rays beat the Yankees 2-1. Pitchers and catchers will report and opening day will be here before you know it. For ticket information, visit RaysBaseball.com.